Today's tea is on the choices we make with Trisha Sticka. I'm so honored to have Trisha on. She is actually from where I grew up in uh, Rome, New York and upstate. And we reconnected because she is a powerful woman and she's actually been coming into my parents' business for a long time. And we connected synchronistically recently when I was home and I'm so glad we did. Oh, Trisha is a powerful person who has navigated and worked in corporate America and recently went out on her own and is walking in that purpose. After 25 years of experience in her career across sales, relationship development, and leadership, she finally stepped into her calling and was drawn to follow her dream of being a transformation coach. She's coached women from NBC, Verizon, Lululemon, BNY Mellon, Devon Energy, and Corin Maine. She brings her contagious energy and positivity to clients while sprinkling in her desire to have fun in all that she does. When she's not helping her clients transform their lives, she enjoys spending time with her family and friends, loves that boot camp, <laughs> golfing, and enjoys craft beer and checking out breweries. I have to say, Trisha is soul family, that's for sure. She is a woman that is in her power and continues to expand in her power during more of the middle phase of her life. And we talk a lot about the choices we make and how she ended up in a space that she maybe never thought she would and has finally chosen to answer the call that her soul has been gently nudging her to step into. Today's conversation is a lot about free will. We have the free will to choose our life. And more importantly, we co-create our life. We talk a lot about the personal responsibility and accountability that comes along with that. And that comes along any journey where we're really expanding into the fullest and highest version of ourselves. We talk about responding versus reacting and moving through change. And we also, my favorite, talk about the permission we get to give ourselves to change our mind. I hope this episode brings you back into your power. We have so much power within us that often never sees the light of day in our lifetime. And today and from here on out, I empower you to know that you can choose differently right now, that every choice you make plays a role in leading you to your deepest desires. Let's choose differently today. Let's choose the higher path. Let's choose to stand in our power. Let's choose us. Choose you. Enjoy this tea on the choices we make. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. 
I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. All right, here we are. Today's tea is on the choices we make. Oh, choices, choosing, free will, all the things. I am so excited to introduce you to Trisha Sticka, who is a career coach here with me to talk about this very important conversation for women and get ready for this tea because it's going to bring a lot of what we talk about home in a very practical way in terms of living abundantly versus being in scarcity and trusting that we're co-creating our lives. So thank you so much, Trisha, for being here. I'm honored to be here, Lauren. Thank you. I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and what you do and give a little background on yourself and then we're getting into the tea. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Trisha Sticka and I am a career coach. And I bring 20 plus years of sales, relationship management, and leadership experience to the table. I have been married for 25 years Mm. to a wonderful man, and I have two grown children in their 20s. And I'm very proud to be at this point in my life and to be able to make the decisions that I'm making Mm. and to be able to impact women now and into the future. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm so excited for this conversation, particularly because Trisha is at a really powerful place in her life. She's at the midpoint in her life and her timeline. And she inspires me tremendously because she's made a lot of choices that go against the grain to some and also really is here to crack women wide open in the sense of how do I start choosing what I really desire? versus just the hand I was dealt, quote unquote, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you wanted to talk about choices today. Mm-hmm. And this was really Trisha's topic that she wanted to discuss. And it it's something I forget a lot about because I think with choosing, I'm somebody who is like very decisive and I, I've always felt very driven. But even with those qualities I have, I've been very lost in my life. And thought I was plagued by certain situations that happened or certain choices I made or always struggled with, am I on the right path? That's like all I think about is, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right things? Right being subjective, of course. But I would love to start off with the question I ask all the time to every woman. And that is, what does it mean to come home to you? That feels really good. That feels like a very good question. Uh, What it means to come home to me is that I can live my authentic self. I can be who I want to be, no matter how I look, no matter how I act, no matter what people think. It's not easy. But every day I strive more and more to be me, to be who I am, who I was meant to be. That's Mm. what coming home means. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm, I pray. I pray we all continue on that path because there's no other way to live. And I think you're living that now. And I'm sure you look back and you're like, I could never be in the place I once was. That's how I feel at this point. You know, it's like, once you go down this path, that's it, you know, and coming home to ourselves is it's an ongoing continual evolution and journey because we change all the time, you know? And I think that leads us into this topic. We're faced with a lot of opportunity at this time in history as women, I think. And 
a lot has been cracked wide open. Women are speaking up more than ever, but I still am in conversations all the time. And I, I still feel that we're, we really struggle with trusting ourselves and, and the choices we make. So let's talk about co-creating our lives and the choices we face versus the choices we create. So that's interesting because often I'm a believer that we have a choice in everything and we will be handed, you know, a hand that we may not want, that may be really, really difficult. So the choices we are handed, we still have a choice in how we respond to those. And that's the way I look at things that have been tragedies in my life. Yeah. I can choose to hide away and be sorrowful. And sometimes we need that. Yep. But I can also choose to say, there's a message here. There's something here that I'm going to see down the road. It happened for a reason. And that's mm. happened multiple times in my life. Yes. Everything is connected. Yes. It's wild. It really is. And hindsight's always 2020. I say that like every episode, but it really is. And that's what helps me trust in the choices I'm making now, because you almost have to make peace with just, we can't know everything. If we knew how our lives were going to just turn out, where's the fun in that? (laughs) We think we want to know, but we really don't. You know, it's like, we just don't. And I think I'm a big believer in taking our power back as women Mm -hmm. and realizing, I mean, women, women are intuitive, right? Feminine energy is something that it's a big part of our energy. We have both masculine and feminine inside of us, but the feminine energy is the creative energy. It's the intuitive energy. And as women, we need to really get to a place where we're trusting our intuition more. We're trusting our gut because the truth is we have a power to co-create with all the energies that are around us and God and whatever you believe in a way that sometimes I think we don't even realize. And I would love for you to talk about just what I believe is we have such a blessing when it comes to free will. We can do whatever we desire for the most part. We can make choices across the board. And every day, I think we can wake up with a mindset shift or we can choose to remain stuck, if you will, right? So talk to me about the personal responsibility and accountability that you've had to realize you have in your own journey and in your own choices you've made. So one of the comments you made really resonated with me. Women taking the power back. Mm -hmm. I believe women have always had the power. Yes. It's owning that power. Sometimes it's really deep inside and we don't even see it, but it's there. It's always been there. Yep. But sometimes that power gets stifled by things we're around, people we're around, situations where that power is there. It is always, it's always that flame burning inside. Mm, It really is. It really is. So it's knowing that it's, Fanning the flames, it's, I'll use the analogy, breathing in, oxygen gives fire, Yes. you know, fuel. So yes. I think it's, it's just keeping that fire alive and burning stronger. That's, I think women are afraid of their fire mm-hmm. because we're raised and taught and socialized in a culture that says, be small in every single way. <laughs> and there is a, discomfort I feel in the world right now because of how loud women are getting. And the power that women have has been stifled for many centuries. And that is changing overnight right now. 
And it's no surprise that it's taking the world by storm, you know, and it's something that's so beautiful and I'm so grateful we're a part of it and we get to witness it. But what I also come back to when I bring myself to those dark moments in my life is how did I get here? The personal responsibility and accountability. And it takes a lot of courage to have that. And there were a lot of times when I wanted to blame everybody else, the victim consciousness, you know, but ultimately there's just always a choice to choose. I don't know if the right term is the higher path or the lower path. It's like high vibration, low vibration, you know, and I would love for you to talk about responding versus reacting as a strategy, as a mindset, as a way of being when it comes to approaching the choices we have and we make in life. When I think of responding and reacting, I think of time, seconds. Mm. That's the difference. Wow. In my mind is reacting is just taking what's in you and letting it go. Where if we use our power and pause and breathe (laughs) and count to three, (laughs) then we move into response mode Yeah. versus reaction. So that's where our power comes in. Yeah to respond and not react. As you've evolved in your life, and I'm sure you find yourself responding now more than ever than versus reacting. You know, Sometimes I think even just our maturity as we get older, not just in age, but as we go through certain things, we start to build the responding muscle. Being reactive is often an immature way that we can be sometimes in life, right? And it's also completely rooted in fear. It's like, we only react because we're scared. And it's okay to be scared. But if we're reacting to every play-by-play, every day of our life from fear, that takes a toll on the mind, body, and the soul, you know? And I would love for you to talk about the muscle and how you've built it over the years and over your life so far and just situations you've been in where you find yourself turning to responding versus Mm -hmm. reacting. How have you sort of built that muscle? Mm, I love that question. Yeah. That just came through. That's the magic right now. (laughs) Well, first, let me say, I still have a lot of work to do with my husband and my children. I'll probably tell you I'm a little more reactionary than response. So I'll apologize on air to them. Live, live. Live. But I think it comes in really understanding people and understanding that everybody comes from a different place. Mm, Everyone thinks and feels differently. And it's taking that minute to say, he or she might be feeling this. It's, it's looking at the other person. It's putting yes. putting my ego aside yep. and it's saying we're all on our very unique journey and we have to respect that journey wow. and we have to keep our judgment in check. Judgment might still be there, but there's a difference between reacting, which is on judgment versus responding, which gives us a minute to think about the whole situation. I just love what you just said. That's like a mic drop moment because... <laughs> And this kind of takes us full circle to the personal responsibility and accountability. Because in any given situation, when we have a choice to respond versus react, it's so easy to be like, well, this is what's wrong with them. And this is why this happened. And it's all their fault. But to turn the mirror back on us, it takes a lot of, I think, courage because it's like, okay, but I played a role in this situation that happened. I played a role. And to your point, having tremendous compassion for ourselves and the other in a situation is what actually, I think, builds that responding muscle because we're taking a step back in a way, you know, and slowing down. 
I think sometimes women are just flying so fast and we're not really built for that. Feminine energy is actually a very slow energy. And it's not slow in the sense of like, we obviously can multitask and move real fast if we want to, but it's draining. And I think when you're operating that way every day, the reactive muscle is just, it overrides the responding muscle. So that leads me into, I think the toughest part of this conversation and arguably the most critical, which is making peace with the choices that we have made in our lives so far Mm -hmm. without being plagued by regret and trusting that they led us here. How do we do that? Mm, That takes some magic. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I was hoping you'd say that. That takes some magic. Yep. It's hard. Yes. It's hard when something happened in your life. And when you lost somebody, you lost a friend, you lost a relationship. It's a difficult time. I truly believe that if you look at everything that you have and everything that you're doing, I truly believe you can tie your place today back to that. It's our path. Like our pieces were put together for a reason. We may not like them all, right. but they were there for a reason. And it's really freeing when you can get to that place and you can live in that place, but it's hard. Right. Very hard. Yeah. We're not here to gaslight and like actually not say how hard it is because Mm -hmm. it is. But what I have seen in my own life is the time that we can waste going in circles around a choice we made, a situation that didn't turn out the way we did. I wasted a lot of years on that and time. And I think I'm more free than I've ever been because I actually finally made peace with those choices. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the classic adage, which is, we do the best we can at the time with the information we have. We're not, you know, again, we're talking about growth all the time and personal development and expansion. How could we know everything at that time? We didn't know what we know now and we weren't supposed to. I take it a step further because we weren't supposed to so that we could learn the lesson, heal and expand and now step into our even greater selves. But a lot of people struggle with, if I had done this, if I had done that, and I'm one of them. And I I had to say to myself, it's over. You can choose to move on or you can stay in this toxic cycle you're in. You know, I would love to know if that resonates with you or if this feels like men struggle with this exact same thing, but I think women struggle with it in a way because we don't always feel safe in our emotions and we don't feel safe to express the hurt and the pain. So we're often like in our heads about it. And for me, it's like, not really waiting around for some solution to just come. I had to start to choose. And then the magic, to your point, started to come in. So that's one of my favorite phrases is we did the best we could with the information we had at the time. Yeah, I used to use the word mistake. Mm. Actually, someone that I worked with, an insightful gentleman said to me there, you know, you told me that exactly what you said. You did the best you could with the information you had at the time. I'm also leaning into there are no mistakes in life. Mm -hmm. There are only lessons. I know that's probably cliche. No. But there might be one of your listeners who's never heard it. (laughs) No, it's that's another mic drop moment. I I really, I believe there are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. There are no accidents. Everything is interconnected. And I just love that you said that. Mm -hmm. It's so true. 
And people would say, well, why do I have to learn these lessons? Right. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to speak on that. Yes. Why do you have to learn these lessons? Because we're stronger for it. Yeah. That sounds like something from a movie. <laughs> I think it was Vince Vaughn said that. <laughs> it might have. Been. You know, it's for Christmas as you're stronger for. And it's it's Christmas is next week. So anyway. here we are. <laughs> we need those lessons. I relate a lot of things back to the gym and lifting weights. And I'm, I'm by yeah. no means, yeah. uh, you know, a gym rat or anything. Yeah. But we have to break it down to build it up. Yep. And that's what, yep. that's what mistakes are. And that's why we need them. Yep. We need to break it down to build it up. We come out stronger. Yeah. When we have to go through that, when we have to go through the fire. Yes. Become stronger. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, so true. And I think a lot of us know this innately inside, but to talk about it like this, it brings it more to life for women, you know, and it almost gives permission for them to just sit back and take a deep breath and say, you know what? I did the best I could. I'm going to move on in my life. I'm going to choose different. I'm going to open up to miracles that want to come in. You know, I think a lot of being competent in our choices comes with faith. How has faith in your life played a role in you trusting yourself more in your choices and in this conversation between the choices we make? Yeah. So trust is a big value of mine. And, and I know trust is hard for many, many people being able to open up to trust. And, and again, it's hard, you know, based on past experiences, people have a hard time with trust, but taking time to reflect on what we've been through and really think about it. You'd said something earlier about always running around and going a hundred miles an hour. We really should give ourselves permissions to create space mm-hmm. to think and to reflect. Yes. That's where I really think we'll start being able to lean into our power. Yes. <laughs> yes. I so. could not agree more. And I think the power, it's not just about being like, I think the word power is, is a struggle sometimes mm-hmm. for women because mm-hmm. power has a very negative connotation related to the masculine energy because mm-hmm. of how there's been abuse of power yeah. over many, many centuries. Right. And I think women are almost like, well, I'm not trying to repeat that. So let me just not speak my truth. I'll just stay quiet because I don't want to also be, I don't want to fall prey to the slippery slope that power is. What I think we mean by that, it's like empowerment. Empowerment to me is different than the word power because it's like self-power. It's like the power that's within us. And a lot of women do not think there's power within them. They do not think they're empowered. They do not feel powerful. They feel defeated Mm -hmm. because of many factors. And that is what I'm here to, I want to break that cycle. I pray that we can break that cycle for every woman because I have felt that way in my life, you know, and it's taken me years to get to this place. So I'd love for you to talk about empowerment. And I think, again, it's a daily practice, how you every day come back to your own empowerment within you and how you empower yourself so that you can then empower other women. I reflect, I journal, I think, I meditate, I spend time to allow myself to, uh, you said it earlier, look in the mirror. Yeah. I wish, I hope, I believe at some point women would see themselves a fraction of how other people see them. Mm. Just a fraction. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And again, difficult to do, but when we create space to think about all that we have achieved 
and I'm a big journaler, you know, just writing it down, we, we start seeing the power in ourselves. So put it on paper. When you're writing, you have to think, you have to stop, you have to slow down. Slow down, I think is the big piece, <laughs> you know, slow down to feel your power. Speeding up doesn't make you feel your power. That just makes you further and further away from it. I, For me, it always did, you know, and that kind of leads me into talk to me about a choice that you made in your life that was based on faith and maybe didn't have logical merit at the time. And it made no sense, but you're now on the other side of it and it has paid off in dividends in your life. (sighs) Mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's not just about physical, like money paying off. It's like, how are you now on the other side of it saying, wow, I'm so grateful I made that choice, even though it was not the logical move. So I'm going to pick the recent experience, leaving my corporate job. Yes. And Goodbye, corporate America. I'm, go, I'm going to think about more. Uh, there's more of these. I'm going yeah. to think about yeah. them. But the one that's fresh is leaving my corporate job. Mm-hmm. And that is because my generation, you stayed in your job yep. until you retired. Yep. You know, I didn't go to another job. I had a burning desire to start a coaching business for 10 years now. Mm, 10 years. Ten, yeah, 10 years, a dream around. That's not years. just there for no reason. Right. That desire is there for a reason. And again, to get a little spiritual, I believe it's your soul pushing you because you're meant to do it. Our soul is not our ego. Our soul is gentle and nudges us gently and lovingly. The ego is like, you can't do this. You can't do that. But the soul is like, let's try, you know? And 10 years. Because I also am on this 10-year journey where I avoided something. So anyway, I just had to stop and celebrate you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, I keep hearing, I I know abundant mindset is something that you're so passionate about. And so am I. And that's where faith, trust, and belief came in. I didn't have a side hustle. I wasn't doing a side hustle to try to save up. You know what? I have faith. And I feel that these three months that I've been doing this, I am so living on purpose. I'm like jumping out of my skin. It's like every day is, is this real? Pinch me. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning a couple of weeks ago because my mind was spinning with all these ideas. And I jumped out of bed and I said, time to go play. Not time to go work. Right. Time to go play. That's right. Okay. So that's why I'm not saying it's always going to be moonlight and roses and I'm not going to have hard time, but I'm just, I'm living on purpose. Oh, Living on purpose. Oh my. There's a big debate right now of can everybody possibly make money and do what they love every day, something they're passionate about? And the answer is yes, yes. because (laughs) if we live in an abundant universe, which I know we do, if there's endless possibilities and limitless outcomes that can happen, if we tap into even one, We all have many dreams and many desires, right? But if we tap into even one of those desires, which in your case, you did, you tapped into what your soul was nudging you to do, which was to leave your job because your calling, your purpose in this life with the gifts you were given is to help women in their careers, right? If we do that, it's like a whole timeline opens up of possibilities because we made that one choice. We took that one quote unquote risk. I would argue it's not even a risk. But to other people, it might look like this big risk, right? So let's call it that. And here you are. And here we are having this conversation, which I would argue, again, we would have never met if you weren't in your purpose right now. And I wasn't. 
It's just, it opens up like people, circumstances, opportunities. And like you said, you start to operate in this hyper creative place, like waking up with the ideas. It's just so powerful. And that all, if we draw it back, connects back to the one choice you made to leave corporate America. Nothing wrong with corporate America. I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with it, which I will get into in a different episode. But for people that are on that track, there's no shame in that track. But a lot of women that I know in the space and that have worked in typical careers across generations, they're burnt out in these jobs because a lot of traditional jobs do not allow us to step into our passion. Some do. Some do. And that's a path that some women can find their purpose in. And then sometimes it takes making a crazy decision, right? And it's not just being an entrepreneur. It's like going to a different company that might pay you 20,000 less. And then the next year you make 50,000 more because you took that risk and it led you somewhere else, right? So let's talk about careers. That's what you do. And boy, I got a lot to say on this, but I'm going to let you talk. (laughs) I would love for you to talk about what you're here to do to help women in their careers and I think this being plagued by choices in career is one of the areas that women struggle with the most because a lot of careers make women feel stuck, right? So I would love for you to tie in how women in their careers can start to feel more empowered to own their power in their career and make more aligned choices with their deepest desires. Oh, how much time do we have? We got a lot. (laughs) We got a lot. You said stuck. So yes. It is so easy to feel stuck. None of us are stuck. We're not stuck. No way. Say it louder for the people in the back. We're not stuck. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) But it may feel that way. Yes. It it often does. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think we have responsibility to manage our time, manage our energy, manage our calendars, Mm. manage our relationships. We have a choice. We don't have to say yes to everything. No is the most powerful word. Create space in your day. Yes. Because if you create space, you will have time to think and to reflect and to recharge. Wow. Yeah. So that's only a piece of it. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The other piece, many, many pieces. So my program helps people really become clear on their values and Some people have done their values exercise and they know, you know, they know what they value in life, but some haven't. Or they change. Or they change. Absolutely. They could change. And I think that's a good exercise to do every year. But if you have your values, it actually makes decision-making easy. So if you have your values in front of you, it's almost like a roadmap. Okay. These are the things I believe and I'm true to and I get passionate about. Now I know how to make this choice. Give me an example of that. Yes. Pick, pick a value and yes. give me an example of how that value yes. could drive a woman's decision to choose a certain path easier based on a value. Like maybe we could use the, the value trust. Yes. Okay. Trust. So the value trust, I can use this because it's one of my values. Yeah. Is I mm, might get in trouble for this, but it's all right, good. my husband always says to me, do you have your purse? Do you have your purse? Do you have da, 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 da. Like, and I... I do. Yeah. But if I leave it somewhere, yeah. I trust that it's going to come back to me. Right? Yes. And <laughs> yes, and it will. Oh, and it will. Sometimes I leave my keys in the car. I probably shouldn't be sharing this. Sometimes I leave yeah. my keys in the car because I trust. Yeah. There's goodness in the world. And wow. I know there's wow. not I know there's not wow. but I I will forever live with 
I trust that people are good. Yes, inherently and I good. Tell right. you that the more I put that out, you get that. Knock on wood. I'm getting it back. Yep. Yep. There's an example. <laughs> and what a beautiful segue into the next aspect I wanted to talk about in this, which is trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think women are plagued, myself included, with not cultivating self-trust, not trusting ourselves and like that we have the answers within us, right? The classic, all the answers are within us, right? And this doesn't mean that we don't learn from others. We learn all the time, but ultimately we have to start balancing our lives and our choices that we make with more of our internal trust versus, oh, someone else did it, or they said they did it, or they said I should do it. And Mm -hmm. I trust them more than I trust myself, you know? And so I would love for you to talk about how do we grow our self-trust? So I'm on that journey still. Yeah. That's one of my areas I'm really working on. And I will admit that external validation is important to me. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like to be validated. You're on the right track. I'm really trying to pay attention to what I feel. Yeah. When I have an idea or I make an action and it feels right, like I feel it in my heart. Yes. I face the fear and do it anyway. Okay. Susan Jeffers book. That's where I got that from. Right. So I feel it. If it feels, sometimes if things are scary, that means they're right. (laughs) So it's just me. I think being in touch with yourself. And I'm going to go back to something that is so important to me, creating space, make time. A lot of the strategies that you share with women and a lot of the things we do, it's because we create space and time to think, to feel. 100%. And that sometimes I think, the classic, I don't have time. I don't have time. Oh no, we have time. We have a lot of time. Time is another aspect of scarcity, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. there's never enough time. That's scarcity mindset. Time is actually not linear. It's cyclical and there's seasons in our life, right? But ultimately we have way more time than we think. We really do. And I had to look at myself over the last, you know, five years and say, where am I wasting a lot of my time? What are the habits? What are the people, the situations I'm wasting a lot of time with? And what would happen if I created space in that time that I might be wasting on things that just aren't serving me anymore, right? And I use the term wasting time intentionally. What would happen if I actually, like you said, reflected, journaled, looked in the mirror, took some time for myself, didn't always need to be social and hanging out with other people, but actually was, and I love being by myself. I mean, it's like, yeah, I think the biggest breakthroughs come when we're alone, to be honest. And I think the only way we can trust ourselves to make choices and trust the choices we make is to be more comfortable alone, right? And I love that you keep coming back to creating space because that even puts the personal responsibility that we create space. We're not looking for a space to go to. We create it, you know? It takes us, again, back to the co-creation aspect. And women need downtime. They need to slow down. Feminine energy is deeply rooted in like nature, spending time alone, play, Mm -hmm. right? Masculine energy is more structured. It's more productivity. And there's nothing bad or good about, we need both. We need both. We'd never get anything done if we were just in the feminine. You know, we would just be like, what? (laughs) But the problem that I keep rooting in, and I want, if men are listening, I want them to know this, like (laughs) masculine and feminine energy, it's, we need both. Okay. And you have both, by the way. So we'll talk about that in a separate (laughs) episode, but 
We need both. But what women struggle with is that we are operating a hyper-masculine economy and world that's too rooted in the masculine. It's too much doing, not enough being, right? And the feminine energy is about being. So I just love that you keep saying creating space because that's where we can just be. Yes. You know? Yes. Wow. What a powerful conversation. That's fun. Oh my God. I... (laughs) I can't wait to listen back to all the stuff you said. <laughs> I'm going to be taking, I wish I could, I should have been taking notes this whole time. I can't wait to listen <laughs> I had two more areas I want to get your take on. Abundance versus scarcity. Uh-huh. So you referenced this earlier. This is like my broken record. I will continue to speak on this. I welcome any and all debate on this because people do debate me on it and I'm grateful for the debate. But I would love for you to talk about making choices from an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset and how the choices we make actually allow us to become more magnetic, right? When we talk about law of attraction, we attract what we are and what we believe, right? So if we don't believe that our careers can shift, if we don't believe that we can make more money, we never will. (laughs) And that again, puts us back to the personal responsibility and accountability. So talk to me about Abundance versus scarcity, your perspective on that and how you cultivate one mindset or the other. You said it's a broken record. I love that broken record. Thank you. (laughs) Because people that know me know that I live, again, being very transparent. I work very hard to live in an abundant mindset. Yes, I have scarcity. Yeah, we all do. We all do. I absolutely do. I have to figure out if I should spend the $5 on this or not. Right. I'm exaggerating. No, no. Yeah. It happens. It happens. So what abundance means to me, it's a lot of trust. It's trusting (laughs) that I'm putting the right things out into the universe. As a brand new business owner, where the expenses outweigh the revenue at this point, I continue to say money goes where money flows. I keep telling myself that in, in a very short period of time that I have been making business expenditures, I'm noticing I spend and miraculously or not, it comes back. Yep. Okay. Same thing with health, same thing with <laughs> relationships. It's paying, it's believing, but the mindset can shift. If people are interested, there's people out there to help, but we live in an abundant world. Yeah. My hope is that more and more people start living that way learning that way. And I think that it is the law of attraction. We get back what we put out. I'll go back to the trust. I go back to the point where, okay, I leave my keys in my car, which I won't anymore. But, (laughs) you know, I've been blessed to not have situations. And I believe it's because of my trust. I agree. I believe it's because of my trust. I believe it's because of abundance. I believe that I'm friendly on the road and I try not to have road rage. People let me in a lot of times yes. because I let them in. Yes. Like, these are silly examples. It's energy. It's energy though. It is. It is. And abundance mindset and the conversation on abundance is actually happening more and more amongst many different people. I'm seeing a lot of men talk about it more and educate on it, which warms my heart, honestly. But it does feel like women are sort of leading this conversation or have at least broken it wide open because abundance actually comes from being very stable in your feminine energy, whether you're a a man or a woman. It's like, you know, I, I use this analogy on a previous podcast. It's like when you are so confident in yourself, 
in your values and in the energy you put out. Like when you know it's coming from the most pure, loving place inside of you, you can sit back. I always say, sit back on your throne and just watch everything that's meant for you. It just comes to you. It's like you literally become magnetic. And when a woman is sitting in a very powerful, balanced energy of her feminine and masculine, she literally becomes magnetic and does not need to work nearly as hard as she thought to get anything she desires. And this is the paradox because it takes a lot of faith. Nere said the same thing on one of the last conversations I had with Nere about abundance. She said the same thing you said, which I think it's just, it just shows how it's in us, this belief already. And women finally are feeling safe enough to trust it. It's like, it takes faith. There's no other way to say it. And people don't want to hear that because it's like, well, what does that mean? That's some figment of the imagination. And I'm like, how do you explain these miracles that everybody I know that embodies this mindset experience? Mm-hmm. How do you explain it? I have miracles documented in my phone. I document every single thing that happens to me that feels insane. Like how interconnected things are. Like when I find money on the street or when an opportunity comes in at a left field that wants to pay me more than I've ever made and on one project. I'm like, this is not logical. <laughs> so it makes me so excited to hear how you look at this and that you're going to use this in your coaching. And it's going to be something that you embody in everything you teach because I'm noticing the more women that talk about it, mm-hmm. the more everybody and everybody perks up. They're like, oh, tell me about this abundance mindset because it's it's who we are innately. We learn scarcity and it's a lie. So thank you for what you believe and for actually wanting to spread this message more. You're welcome. Can I throw a little challenge out to your listeners? Yes, Easy, do it. A fun little abundance do it. challenge. Yes. Oftentimes we'll be, you know, sitting at an event and there will be a raffle, there will be something to win. And most people will say, I never win. But my challenge to your listeners <laughs> is to start saying, I'm a winner. Yes. Win. Yes. Easy to do. And you got to believe it though, not just mm-hmm. say it, but yeah. you really innately believe it. Yeah. Watch what happens. I've done this exercise with people before at events. And it's worked. Oh, I cannot wait <laughs> to see the people that reach yeah. out and say, oh my God, I won the raffle. I won the gourmet food basket. It was great. It was dinner that night. That's amazing. It's so true. It's so true. And to bring this conversation full circle, it does feel like belief and strengthening our own belief is how we start to trust our choices. And thank you for highlighting trust as such a big pillar of this conversation, because I wasn't going to, I didn't go there right away, but you're so right. I mean, that is really the bedrock of any choice we make. Do we trust ourselves, the other person, the situation, God? Do we trust that the universe is always working for us and not against us and that we're not a victim? So thank you for highlighting that. I think that is so liberating for women. So thank you. And it's liberating for me to hear. It starts um, with us first. We got to right. love ourselves first, believe in ourselves first, trust ourselves first. That's right. Us first. Hmm. Lastly, yes. I always love to give, you know, women that are listening, three practices or rituals or inspired actions they could take mm-hmm. from this conversation to really, and in this case, start to trust the choices they make and feel empowered in the choices mm-hmm. they make. What are you know, one to three inspired actions or rituals you would recommend? So I like to think about choices in a few different ways. Mm -hmm. We can choose our response. Mm -hmm. We can choose our perception Mm -hmm. and we can choose our path. 
So an example of our response, I think about this time I was driving down the thruway and I was driving 65 miles an hour, right? And my purse was sitting next to me and it was open and slammed on the brakes because someone in front of me slammed on the brakes and everything goes flying. Uh-huh. And after the initial to myself, mother, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I paused, I breathed and I said, okay, I wanted to clean that purse out anyway, right? So thank you. Oh, my this opportunity. And, and there's so many times we can do that. That's where, you know, choosing your response can come in, which is similar to choosing your perception. Big life-changing story for me in a relationship and struggling with some things in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had a choice and I did the proverbial pros and cons. Yep. And when I realized so many more pros, you know, the pros outweighed the cons. I made a choice to stay. Okay? Mm, wow. And miraculously, or maybe not, as soon as I chose to stay, all of those things, most of those things on the cons list moved to pro. Wow. We've probably heard this before. Things will change when you change the way you look at things. Right. And that's a perfect example. And it's happened multiple times in my life. Yes. Multiple times. Yes. And then choosing your path, which is, I think, what most people think about is, having a job, feeling like you're on the hamster wheel, can't even get your head above water, your family's suffering, your friends are suffering, your health is suffering. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. You could stay. You could do things at your current career to change that, or you can leave. But we always have a choice. It's hard to see it when you're stuck. We can get unstuck and we can choose a different path. Wow. So choosing to respond, choosing your perception and choosing your path. So beautiful. Thank you for those. I'm going to go do those tonight. (laughs) Can't wait. I cannot thank you enough for being here. You are an incredible leader and woman and you're a gift to this world. So thank you. And you as well. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure knowing you, Lauren. I'm so grateful we met (laughs) and we connected. Oh, Thank you for having me. Thank you. Let people know where they can connect with you and anything that's coming up that you want to promote that's exciting, ways they can work with you. Would love to hear all the things. Yes. So you can find me at trishasticka.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Trisha Sticka. Spell that. T-R-I-C-I-A, Sticka, S-T-I-C-C-A. And I'm excited to offer my purpose-driven career navigation program for women looking to find fulfillment in their careers through finding their purpose and passion. And it's a six-month program. And I'm very, very excited to bring so much that I've learned in my experience and in my training to women. Oh, I cannot wait for that program. That is going to be so powerful. Please connect with Trisha. Thank you again for being here. I'm so, so grateful. And I can't wait to see what this next year brings for you. I already feel 2022 is going to be very prosperous for you. So thank Thank you. you, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, low.